Hello everyone and welcome to the Terrace House Tokyo podcast. My name's Stu, I'm an English guy that lives in Tokyo. And I'm Misumi, I'm a Japanese-British-born girl living in Hong Kong. How's it going, Misumi? I'm going great. Yeah? Anything you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, we were meant to do this at lunchtime. Um, we're in a much shorter schedule today this week because Stu has decided that he wants to go up to the mountains for six days which means that uh we need to we're a bit more pressed for time in making this podcast happen i'm doing some extreme uh self-isolating yeah my week has never been more busy and i wanted to try and do this recording at lunchtime but i didn't quite manage it so um i've just come back from dinner drank a lot accidentally and uh i'm not my best self right now but it's fine you guys are forgiving you lovely listeners of the podcast are so lovely and forgiving you guys will just have to take me as i come no it's a treat and and you're being a real pro ducking out of a dinner party and then coming to chat to us so thank you for thank i you literally for the did i was thank you i was 50 minutes late to the dinner party and then Honestly, I came there at 7.50 and I was meant to be there at 6.45 under my own reservation and I ducked out at 9.15 to make this podcast. So yeah, props to me, um, but also props to you for hanging around, waiting for my uh, time. And also, I just love everyone that even, I, you know what I was most touched about, if I'm being honest, yesterday, um, you know, because we had assumed that the subtitles uh, would come out at the same time as a new episode and we put a post out on Tuesday to say that we're going to do a Netflix party and then the subtitles weren't out and um, Sean and Adrian told us about that so we pushed it out then we found out yesterday subtitles out we announced it and then people came and joined like last minute and it was so fun and it just made me how good how good is life and how good is living and how good are people yeah it's really nice actually um the netflix parties have been really good because obviously everyone's stuck indoors everyone's more or less in the same situation and so getting together and being able to watch it is good particularly on an episode like this which was kind of i mean it wasn't awful but it was a bit slow and so you know definitely when everyone in the chat is taking the piss out of anything that happens within the show um, with a lot of love as well. It's just nice to do it that way. Yeah, it's so funny. You know, the Netflix parties are just so funny that um, I actually do find that I have to watch it again because I get so distracted in the actual chat that goes on. Yeah, but before we get into the episode, I'm sure most uh, people listening uh, or fans of the show will have seen that Man Down, uh, the latest casualty of coronavirus, is Terrace House itself. So... Um, there was an announcement out this week that they've um, stopped filming. And I guess the guys, it seems like they've moved out of the house. Um, so this would have happened a few weeks ago, probably around, it's, we were saying around the middle of February or something like that. But we So that's when the last show, the, the recent episode seems to have been um, when they've been filming. But we don't know how much more filming they did after that and when those shows are going to run. So... It's difficult to know exactly what the schedule of the show is going to be and also how that might change the focus of it because from the off this has been very much 
geared up the the road to the Olympics um, in the summer of 2020. And now that's obviously happening next year. The show itself has been delayed by the same thing that the Olympics was delayed by. So how that changes the story and actually when it's going to take place, uh, we just don't know yet. So we'll just have to keep our eyes out to see what's going to happen with that. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel about the news? Uh, it's a bit of a shame. Um, I think you know we'd had a number of sort of quite stressful episodes, but it certainly bonded us all as an audience, and it was been quite a lot of uh, plenty of talking points to dig around, and it just felt felt like the show was getting momentum in a few different direct directions. So it's yeah, it's sad, but you know there's a, there's a bigger thing going on right now that. Um, yeah, we kind of need to focus on. So it's it's understandable what's happened. We had some people who were a bit surprised about how early it happened because um, obviously right now, um, I mean, people may, maybe are not aware of what's happening in Japan, but only in the last couple of weeks has Japan actually tried to take a stronger initiative on the response to COVID. So two months ago... Um, they probably wouldn't have done right. So I'm sure Terrace House and Netflix have at least maybe a three, four, five weeks of footage where they could have shown before it started getting serious in align with government requirements, right? Yeah. I wonder if they're going to take the lead from, you know, it's useful just to them for them to have a few episodes in stock just to see how they change the storyline because it might mean... I don't know, just say, for example, one of the characters has commitments elsewhere on a different show or, you know, working in a different line of film or TV or anything like that. Um, They might not be able to come back into the house. So how they create those storylines, I I don't don't know. It just could be being smart about having some episodes in their pocket. But you're right, it seems likely that they have them and just not sure how they're going to use them. Yeah, I mean, we're going to do our best, guys. We're going to do our best to keep you guys entertained. Yeah, so the main thing is, uh, don't worry, we've got plans. Um, Masumi and myself have for a long time been talking about various different bits and pieces that we want to do related to this show and other stuff even a bit further afield. So we've got plenty of ideas and this seems like the perfect time to put them into action and we've already started a bit of this already. So in terms of our output, it's obviously going to be affected by the situation, but certainly we've got plans to carry on. So um for the next few weeks certainly we've got some ideas of of things to be um getting stuck into so i'm so happy to have you all yeah yeah it's things like that with the netflix party it's like makes you realize it's it's a lot of fun it's so much fun so let's talk about the show yeah oh wait no let's not talk about the show there's one special person we need to mention right we mentioned az last week bass tosa aka chris what a trooper Oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, it seems like every week someone's having the worst luck. But, yeah, every time he posts, he got kicked out of the group <laughs> or couldn't. But, but, still, but still, Chris was coming through with gold that he knew that he couldn't hold back he on. Was, so, yeah, you're on yeah, fire. Every it was, time it was like he tried. Exactly. I don't know what it is. It's like every he mes- sent me a message saying every time he tried to message, it would kick his subtitles off and he'd have to refresh and... He just forgot. He's having too much fun. He forgot. He kicked himself out over and over again. I think he, I think he killed himself. What like over ten times? Yeah, but for us it was worth it. 
Um, anyway, so onto the show. And it was a bit of a palate cleanser, right? So, you said it was worth it, though. So after a couple of stressful episodes, this one was slightly less stressful, a bit more chill-paced. We kind of see, saw a bit more of the characters um, in different situations rather than it focusing in on one um, or two characters, as it has been a little bit um, recently. And yeah, if, if anyone has a, a greater understanding of the, the Luigi Mario reference in the title, please tell us, because Masumi and myself aren't really gamers. Like, obviously we know who Mario and Luigi are, but if there's, a, if there's some sort of deeper reference to never forgive Luigi, then let us know, basically. So, yeah, Masumi, what, what was your overall view of the show? My overall view of the show? Hannah, no one cares about her. She's probably the one that people are most interest, least interested in. Shion, um, really cute, so sweet, almost sucking up too much to Rio, giving him too much credit. Rio, lovely guy, really? Is he though? Question mark. I don't like him. He's a bit sneaky. Why is he sneaky? And Vivi, no. Okay, the thing is, what you guys... Everyone is so enamoured by him. Yes, he's good looking. He's so courteous. He seems so polite. He's the older brother. Fine. The way that he's going about dating Vivi, dating Yume, dating Hannah, it's quite aggressive in a very underlying tone. He's getting away with it because he's not being creepy about it. But the way that he asked out Yume in the playroom while Shacho was there, the way that Shion asked Rio, whether it was like how, like the whole, he had this whole conversation about um, him saying he liked Vivi, and then uh, Rio saying, Well, yeah, no, it's a girl's choice ultimately. Um, the girl that you like hasn't left yet, so I'm gonna make a move. It's, um, we don't, I don't think people see it because he seems like such a lovely guy, but it's quite aggressive in a very passive way. All right, but check this out, and I think we've spoken about this before. If you were going into the house, wouldn't you want a bit of one-on-one time with all of them? And what sometimes happens yeah, is is that people go on dates with just all the three girls, all the three guys. But what we saw is him go for a drink with Sheon as well. So he's he's actually doing what we said we would do, which is try and get everyone on their own at least once just to hang out. So but the I only person who hasn't done that with is Shatter. So I think Sheon probably asked for that date though. Yeah, we don't know. But yeah, okay, well, we haven't seen much of him, so we'll have to work this out. So let's run through it. And then. if you so... look at his facial expressions, I don't think I don't think that Rio likes Shacho. I'm not saying that I don't like Rio, but I do like him, but I just don't think that... I can see how people are going to give him more credit than it's worth. I can see how people think he's an amazing guy. I can see how people think he's so cool. But actually, do you understand what I'm trying to say, though? I think he's not as great as people are going to think that he is but I don't know if he is I think he's seemed pretty relaxed so far he's asked some people out like we haven't seen enough of him so like let's talk about what we've seen of him so far so him and Vivi go on a date um this was a bit of a Vivi episode um overall but first we saw Rio and Vivi um go to the beach seemed to go quite well really well she really likes him um just want to understand did he say that wow I've never gotten along with anyone this much in two days or did he say in the last two days I've get along the most with Vivi I can't I think it's the latter I can't recall exactly one of them's more significant than the other yeah so if he said well I really quite like her because 
you know, I've only known her for two days and I feel so comfortable with her. That's like the most I've ever felt comfortable with anyone in two days. That's significant. But if someone said, oh, in the last two days, I felt the most comfortable with her, then it's not that significant. Um, I didn't really get the point when him and Shion were talking about the girls they liked. Hannah, maybe she got mentioned, but maybe the editors cut it off. But the fact that Hannah wasn't mentioned or shown, it goes to show that for Rio, it's either Vivi or it's either Yume, right? But I didn't really get when he said that Yume is quite pale and he's really used to hanging around with dark, darker skinned girls. So he got really nervous because I think Vivi's more fair than Yume. Yeah, but maybe it's because she's not Japanese. Like maybe he's saying she's a bit more, he's like used to hanging out with um, surfer girls and Yume is more sort of like traditionally Japanese. So maybe he's just not used to that sort of person. Yeah, you're probably right. That just didn't. That just felt a bit weird to me. So, of the two, so Vivi went on a date with Rio. Seemed to get on with the on the beach really well, and then we saw her go on a date with Xion as well. Um, by the way, tea date is that a good date? Well, at the beginning when he said we're going on a tea date, I did say on the Netflix party chat. I went, oh my god, tea ceremony, boringest thing ever. I was like, give me the tea and let me just drink it in one sip. None of that kind of like rotated to the left, rotated to the right. But looking at that tea ceremony in context, it actually looked amazing. Getting dressed up um, was cute. I liked it. Okay, so who who won in terms of just like date planning out of those two, in your opinion? Out of those two? I think she probably had more fun with Rio because Rio's date context was more relaxed. It was very sprung on, like, hey, let's go to the beach. Um, and for Shion, it probably cost a lot more and it was more um, methodical, I guess. But if it uh, if it was me, I'd have preferred the beach trip. Yeah, what me about too. You? Yeah, I, I would have liked the beach as well. But I sort of give props to Shion for um, not going along with what the plan was in terms of you know they'd agreed to go to the museum but then he was like no I've actually thought of something else and it just felt like you know a bit of confidence to try something out or that he'd had an idea beyond what was expected I like that so what is clear is um when Vivi came and gave the birthday present to Xion I think something that we'd all spoken about before is that while there was lots of focus on Kai and Shacho and what they were doing in Kyoto there was very little footage of Shion and Vivi, but Shion and Vivi must have been building a relationship behind the scenes because the way that Vivi has presented a gift to him, it's quite significant. And it felt more significant than, like, you know, we've seen no footage of them and all of a sudden they're very close to have um, a gift exchange and I think they have a bigger bond than what we've seen on TV. Yeah, they do seem to get on. I don't know, it's difficult to pick out the two. Who who do you ship out of Vivian, Rio and Shion? Shion and Vivi. Yeah, I think that'd be nice. There's, it feels more authentic with those two. I think with Rio and Vivi, they're more... I don't want to say this because I don't know him at all and I don't know anyone else, but Rio seems like he's the kind of guy that can get any girl and... I think he might like Vivi more for the status. In his interactions with her, he it doesn't seem like she's special. 
it just seems like she she's just another girl. Whereas for Shion, it feels like she's special. Even though he did say, oh, I love having gifts and like, she got me a gift, so I'm a sucker. It does feel like she's more special. Mm. Yeah, he seems, yeah, it's certainly Shion seems a bit uh, more captivated with her or certainly has been, seems like he's been interested, interested in her for a while. But I don't know, we'll see what happens. I think we need to see a bit more of Rio to understand who he is and obviously see a bit more of Shion and Goody together just to understand that as well. But I, I think either of them exactly. work, well, either combination seems to work. Yeah, I mean, that, but that's definitely more vague. I mean, I love how we're clearly finding it so painful talking about Yume and Shacho because we've been beating around the bush talking about these relationships that may or not, may not happen, whereas Yume and Shacho is totally going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost like she's just accepted it. <laughs> but she was almost egging it on. In the playroom, um, even when she did the whole, mm, I'm so tired kind of thing, or... Yeah, she looked like she was going in for the like, yeah, but, you know, the yawn yeah. arm over. I was like, whoa. But she yeah. she clearly think like adheres to the rules of or what she thinks are the rules of, of Japanese dating or can be the rules of Japanese dating in terms of the guy has to make all the moves. And I think sometimes when she's talking to the girls or talking on camera in particular, uh, she's saying the stuff that she doesn't want to be misconstrued as someone who's like thirsty or like, you know, goes, goes around with a lot of guys. She's playing, trying to play it cool and say she's not really interested, even if she is. No, completely. But then I love the, her open honesty when she's like, wow, I, uh, I seem to get really swept in and sucked in when guys seem to like me. And, um, it's a bit of a problem. I, I like that honesty that she had. It's interesting because she makes it out. I think Yamachan is right where she makes it out like it's all in the control of Shacho. But in the playroom when she was just like, oh, we're going to drink. Yeah. Or can you drink this time? Mm, yeah. Like that, even that kind of conversation, it is kind of the hosts were pretty spot on this week. There are some things I don't like about what they say. I really don't. They really think Shacho is like a big softy. Like even they, when they were saying, oh, if you made said, oh, I think I need more time um, to get to know you better. And they were like, oh, he seems so genuine and pure that they'd accept it. Mm. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what on, what planet do you live on that you actually think Shacho is pure? It did seem like with that, when they were having a little hug in the playroom, it did seem... You were waiting for him to do something a bit weird, basically. And then he almost broke it up and was like, all right, no, no, and went off to bed. So it did seem like he was quite different. Like, we know for a fact he wouldn't have had any have had the time to get any feedback to see how he's p- portrayed on Netflix. Um, like, the show wouldn't have come out by then. I think he genuinely likes her, for sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he can still be a creep, though, as well, can't he? Um, but then there was this thing recently where um, I got sent it a couple of times, but um, someone had tagged Nino and said, you're the creepiest person in uh, Terry's house. And his response to that person was like, I'm so grateful. I'm so honoured. Well, whenever we tweet something about him being a bit of a creep, which we do quite a lot, he always likes it. It's, and several times he's been the first person to like it. So he's, you know, he's interested in the uh whether he's being ironic or yeah just that's the way he deals with it he's 
seems to be someone who's interested in like yeah hype i just don't think the hosts get it right i think they think that he's like love forlorn as like shohei from boys and girls no not boys and girls in the city from um opening new doors yeah but he's not i think he definitely does like you may and he's definitely more sensitive and i think the way he is is a lot of bravado but I don't know. It doesn't really make sense to me when you may talks about, oh, I don't know whether I like him. I just like be sued hard. But then she goes on this trip, overnight trip, which she's the one that was like, oh, it's going to be overnight, right? Yeah, because it'd be really hard to do it on a day trip. And um, with Chacho in Hokkaido, it doesn't really make sense. There's a lot of things that I just, it's really hard to find. I miss Kai. I really miss Kai because. He felt like the most genuine member in the household. Even Xion felt genuine to me too, but even when he was having dinner with Rio and he was like licking Rio's ass and being like, yeah, big brother and got to ask you all these questions. I just felt that felt really contrived too. Yeah, I mean, maybe they do like each other. I mean, we've seen this sort of stuff like saying one thing and doing another and other things happening off camera. So, you know. We always talk about Rika Pin as a, an example, but, you know, them pretending not to like each other and then t- to a certain extent, and then it turns out they were fucking behind, you know, when the cameras weren't there. So it'll, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they approach in terms of making it an official thing or, um, you know, if they leave the house together, basically. I mean, we'll have to... I think s- it's possible. Yeah. But we'll never know, though, because... Maybe, yeah. Maybe... Why? Oh, yeah, it'd be really weird. Eh? Maybe we'll never know. Um, but yeah, something we found out, which was funny, is when um, Vivi was like, oh, we, I met Emika. And then someone said, oh, how are they doing? Are they still going out? And she was like, what? No, what are you talking about? Mm. Yeah. That was a dead come giveaway. On. We could have guessed that, but we just hoped there was some. Are you surprised? No, I mean apparently Kenny and Risico are still dating, but no one, what? no they one seems. Huh? They just left together, right? Yeah, but I think they're still. I think Sean Bradley showed me um, an IG where they were together, but I think it it's safe to say that Sana seems to be the only one that has. Actually, do you know what? One of the things that people have asked us to do while we're having a hiatus is to uh, research and be detective on where people are now after Terrace House and what they're doing now. So let's rain check on what I'm about to say. But yeah, no relationship that's ever happened has been a bit like Sana's relationships with her guys, right? Because Sana's relationship with her guys is very, very like, on social media, like you, you see that she's still out with Noah. That's for sure. Yeah, she's a smart manager of her own brand, though, isn't she? Like, she clearly understands that she can sell herself as an individual, but also as a couple, quite successfully. So, if you look at half the things that they post online, it's usually brand related or you know some sort of tie-in, which is which is which is really common on and Japanese um, celebrities, like the amount of sort of willingness to um, behave properly to promote a brand it just seems a far greater level of willingness than there is um, in the west in terms of 
um, how much permission fans will give uh, people to literally sell something as explicitly rather than if even if it doesn't really align with your own personal brand. Um, yeah, you just see celebrities do it all the time. But yeah, she's uh, her and Noah certainly always there's always some sort of little sign that they're holding up or some sort of reference to a product um, when they're hanging out. I hope they last long. If they're happy, then great. <laughs> what is happiness? Let's ask Topaz. He's he's the philosopher of the Aww. show. He's... I wonder why they didn't work out. Uh, I hope he's all right, though. He's clearly a sensitive soul. Okay, well, while we're talking about sort of the rules of dating, Masumi, I haven't, haven't warned you about this yet, but can you read out this passage? If Nobu had been the sort of man to tease, he might have drifted over towards me, and then after we chatted for a time, he might suddenly have grabbed me by the hip, or, well, almost anywhere to tell you the truth, the next proper step would for me to scream and Nobu to laugh, and that would be the end of it. She's basically talking about faking it, right? Well, what she's talking about is, this is, so I read Memoirs of a Geisha yesterday, and, because, um, you know, quarantine, this has caught my eye when we were talking about you may before as well. It's just this idea that there are, you know, in all cultures, there are like formalized set of codified and uncodified rules when it comes to relationships and dating and what you can do and what you can't do. But um, particularly in Japan, the sort of more codified aspects are seen more present in, in dating even today. And so... Um, you have these, you know, explicitly in this language saying the next proper step would be for me to scream and then nobody would laugh. So, I mean, this is an example of a geisha talking, but even today, you know, when uh, thinking about sort of Yume uh, being kissed or, you know, someone trying to hold their hand, like, oh, yeah, we can hold hands, but even if I'm into you, I'll pretend I don't like the kiss or something like that. And I'm not trying to defend Chacho in any way, but I think there is a certain amount of uh, play going on that um, is probably a bit more visible to Japanese people than necessarily uh, some of the people that the outcry that we had when with Shacho's behavior so it does seem like Yume is a bit more into Shacho than we first thought and perhaps that slightly explains some of her behavior earlier on as well. Are you not surprised by the statement that Yume made though? I, I thought that as someone that she's very attractive and she must get loads of guys who are pursuing her. I just thought she'd be more selective than stating that um, who she likes is generally dependent on who chases her the most. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Well, we'll, we'll, maybe, as you say, maybe we'll never find out, but... How long do you... Let's play some bets. All right. How long do you reckon this is going to be, the heightest? Uh, Three months. You think it's going to be three months? Two months. Okay. (gasps) Yeah, maybe it kicks off in July. I think it's going to be four months. Four months? All right, cool. Mm-hmm. 1,000 yen. Okay. All right. Anything else you wanted to talk about the episode? We could have to do picks and dicks. Oh, yeah. Before we go in, thanks to everyone that got involved in the Twitter poll about people whether people that wear hats are attractive or not. Overwhelmingly, the winner was, this is not a real issue. With 71%. (laughs) It's not a big deal for me, but I'll tell you something. One of our friends, Jeffrey, he agrees with you big time. Shout out to Jeffrey. You are listener of the week. Whoop! But yeah, of the hats that have happened so far, I think 
the LL Cool J one from Vivi is maybe the best. But like I say, all hats are bad hats most of the time. But, you know, if you like hats, just wear them. Hey, you wear beanies. Yeah. Beanies are hats. Yeah, I'm, I mean, sort of projecting this judgment outwards rather than reflecting it back on myself. Just being honest. Come on then, who's your pick and who's your pick? My pick is um, Vivi. I like her, she was cute. Nice. And your dick? My dick is um, Rio. <laughs> He's been hounded. Okay, I'm going to go for... I'm picking Shion just for having a bit more presence and dick hmm. maybe you may hmm. oh my god you think your dick is you may why i don't know flip-flopping <laughs> everyone hates a flip-flopper exactly cool all right masumi where can people find us um people can find us at terrace house tko on instagram and twitter and TerraceHouseTKO at gmail.com. Exactly. And that's where you'll find, uh, we'll stick some news about what we're doing next, uh, when the next show is going to be out. And also we're going to be doing a quiz soon as well. So um, there's going to be loads of stuff um, to get involved in. Exactly. Please keep an eye out on our Instagram and Twitter because we'll have some information, exciting information to post. And maybe some erotic photography. What? Or maybe not. Okay. Uh, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right, Miss you can you can go and get a kebab or whatever you need to do. I'm not gonna. Are you going back I'm to the sorry. dinner party? No, I mean like no, I don't think at this time. <laughs> I mean they're only like five minutes away from a cab, but no, it's ten forty-one. I've got very busy. It's Friday. Oh my god! But yeah, no, I'm not going to. I, I maybe I will. I'm not sure. I'll let you know next week. Cool. <laughs> All right. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.